postseason show with your big brother 21 winner, it's Jackson. We have so much to get to on this show, so let me let you guys all know very quickly, if you've missed any of our past shows back, you can watch them at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb21. You can see our previous shows with people like Christy, Kemi, uh, Tommy, oh gosh, Nicole, Cliff, everyone um, over on our website. Of course, you can also get the flashback time, see where you ranked in the trash draft, watch our daily live feed update shows, and more. Not just for this season, but the past 10 seasons of um, Big Brother, as well as all of our other content, Survivor, Amazing Race um, shows, and more all over on our website. Make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, you are watching live in you now, right now, so make sure that you become a fan here so you're alerted every time that we go live. Of course, we will be live with Holly tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Eastern, so make sure that you fan us here. It alerts you when we are live. You can chat in the chat room, uh, and you're alerted for all of our shows that we do here. We do them basically every single day. Of course, we are also live every single day over on TV Co. Uh, it's where we do our recap shows. We are covering Survivor over there, The Challenge, Bravo. So make sure that you guys are following us over there for those. Again, uh, when you follow, you get alerted when we go live. You can hang out in the chat room, and you can watch the shows live. Of course, if you miss them live, you can always watch them back, as I said, on our website or YouTube or iTunes. Just make sure that you thumbs up and subscribe. Uh, hit the bell so you are notified. Leave a comment below on YouTube. Five-star rating and a nice review in iTunes. That helps us so much, and uh, we really, really appreciate when you guys share our content, put it in places where people might not see it, like it, retweet it. It really, really means a lot when you guys share uh, our content, so thank you for that. Of course, if you want to financially support our shows, you can become a patron at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. Patrons get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, weekly shows just for patrons, and more, uh, like the after shows with Jackson right after this show. Of course, John's cooking shows, weekly uh, meal kit giveaways, and more over in the patron group. You can always do a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal, or if you have any Amazon shopping to do, yourrealityrecaps.com slash Amazon. You don't pay any more. It really helps support us. So does following on Instagram. Why have you not done that yet? Follow us over there on Instagram. But that being said, we need to get to the person that you guys are all here to hear from. It's Jackson. Thank you for having me. Jackson, thank you for being here. Congratulations on winning the brother. Thank you. Thank you. How are you, how are you enjoying, you know, being home? Like, this is the first, or is this not the first time that you've been back and you've kind of been settling a little bit? So, we got it on September 25th, uh -huh. um, and it's been a roller coaster. We have not stopped going from L.A. to Vegas, L.A. to Nashville, Knoxville to Nashville, L.A. to Calgary, back to Los Angeles, everything in between, going to events, interviews, podcasts, press things like that. Um, but it has been a blast. It's been a lot, but it has been a whirlwind and, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I want to let everybody know that you guys can start uh, leaving your questions in chat. Uh, you can tweet me them with hashtag YRRLive. Number one fan on this show is going to win a Jackson autograph watermelon. What did you guys think it was going to be? It's very fitting. It's very fitting. And it, it'll have my job. It is. It is very fitting. I absolutely love it. Of course, uh, make sure that you guys spread the word. Let everybody know that we are live, square, megaphone up arrows. Spread the word uh, here on you now. And of course, uh, become a fan so that you are alerted every time that we go live. So Jackson, right off the bat, I, I feel like we need to address, you know, something. And I feel like... I was not the person to ask you it. I asked people to, like, submit their questions, submit their videos, uh, video questions for you, and I happened to get this one, which I think covers it um, perfectly. So here is uh, your first question, Jackson. Nikki, baby, how you doing? Name's Nicolay. Perhaps you've heard of me. I've done some modeling in my day. Very important question for you. Why did you not bring Nicole to final two? Oh, Nicole. 
I'm sorry. Nicole. I don't know who is this Nicole that you're speaking of. That was Nicoletta. Um, and that she wants to know why. But that is hilarious. Well, I, um, you keep thinking I'm going to be mean and we're nice here, Jackson. No, what? no, no, not that. I was, just, I was expecting like a, a, like a, a hard hitting strategy question. I was not expecting oh. to see Nicolet and today in the, in the life, uh, in the flesh, take Wrong. a selfie video. That, that, that made my day. Um, but I will answer this question. Um, Nicole, uh, it wasn't shown on the episode, um, but I'm sure a lot of live feeders may or may not have seen it. Her and I became very, very close in the show. Um, and she truly is like a sister that I never had. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know she would have taken Holly. And she also was one of the biggest reasons as to why the whole Tommy lie had to happen is because she was considering evicting Holly. Um, and also, I would never turn my back on Holly. There was nothing or no one that would come in between her and I. So um, I do love Nicole. And I said it to her if I was up in those final two chairs and I was sitting next to her, I would be honored. Um, but I don't think she would have taken me. And I also could have never turned my back on Holly. There's just, there's no way I would have been able to evict right. her. I don't think anybody expected you to, well, Cliff expected you uh, to. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, Cliff expected me to. And, um, and I do feel bad. Holly and I actually, I think we're the only two cast members that have watched the entire season. We finished it. We stayed up till 6 a.m. Um, numerous nights binge watching whenever we could. We've watched all 40 episodes. Um, and... <laughs> It really is. It broke my heart seeing how confident Cliff was uh-huh. in that that deal. And I will say this: I would have never agreed or lied to him or shaken his hand and gone against it um, if the whole flip of Holly and Tommy hadn't happened. At that point, the moment that they were going to go back on their deal, right. any deal after that meant nothing to me. Um, I, prior to that, if yeah. I shake my hand on something, I mean it. And mm-hmm. if Cliff would have asked me to take him over Holly, I simply wouldn't have agreed to it. But once we had gone into a big brother based on lies and breaking handshakes and deals being broken, at that point, I will play that same big brother and I will lie and do whatever I have to. I didn't want to, but yeah. I will do what's necessary. I know this is not the popular opinion, and I know that people get mad at me for this, too. I have your back on that one. I completely agree. I was like, what did we want Jackson to do? If it was, you know, if it was flipped, if Nicole did the same thing, we would have liked it from a gameplay standpoint. You had to do what you had to do um, in that moment for it. Also, Uh, I mean, you talk about grief. Could you imagine if I would have evicted Holly instead of Cliff? I would have been raked over the coals on social media. How dare you turn your back on her, this and that. There was no good outcome. Either way, I was going to get backlash from it. Right. uh, Sure. I mean, and and yes. Um, I want to take this question from Curtis, who said, uh, we saw you sit, because he's he's asked both people now, and I was like, all right, I'll allow you to ask Jackson. So Curtis says, we saw you sipping tea during Christie's eviction speech. Was this done intentionally? Well, it was cooked, no, so though, right? I had, uh, I was actually that was black coffee. So that oh, was that was black coffee. black coffee. Yeah, so I'm a big coffee drinker, and I was I was sucking down coffee constantly in the house, and um, it was double eviction, and I also knew we had an HOH to compete in afterwards. Uh-huh. I was exhausted, absolutely exhausted. So I poured a cup of black coffee because I I thought we were about to have to go right into an HOH. I didn't know it was going to be later that night. Right. Um, but also. It really was just kind of like a, damn, this feels good. You know what I mean? Like finally getting Chrissy out of the house. It was, mm-hmm. it was sort of like a poetic justice kind of thing. It was, it was, it was the best cup of coffee I'd had all summer. And then right. watching it, the editors did a really good job of like her. She's up there crying and, you know, giving her last feel. And then it's just me not even looking, drinking coffee. So it was funny to watch, but, um, it was, uh, it, it, there was some strategy behind it. I need, I wanted some energy for a comp, but also I like coffee and it tasted pretty good at the time. Right. I love it. Um, now a lot of people actually ask this question. We heard you say a lot that you don't have a bird or a bush and right. they want to know, did you ever find the bird in the bush? I did not find the bird or the bush, but I did find Holly. Uh, that's actually referencing, um, a, a Bruce almighty quote. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he's saying like, God has taken my bird, my bush. I have no bird. I have no bush. 
So like on day 44, I really didn't have a leg to stand on. I didn't have anyone in my corner and except for Holly. And even then I didn't know if she really had my back at the time. Right. Um, so it was sort of like, I have nothing. I'm just, I have nothing. I don't have anything, but I did, um, end up walking out of the house with a few things, you know? So it was good. Um, I also see a lot of people were asking, were you surprised how much closer that this experience has brought you and Holly together? So yes and no. Um, in the house, I mean, we started out living with each other. The, one of the toughest parts of a relationship is living with someone. And we started out doing that. Um, and we were very, very close in the house. And as much as we knew each other in the house, we didn't know some of the deepest, darkest things that make us us mm. because we openly talk about it. We didn't want to share certain things about ourselves because it was not only to each other, but to the entire country. Right. So now get out of the house, being able to finally know each other on a deeper level, it has brought us even closer, which I didn't really think was possible to do, uh, but it has done that. Oh, I, and, and, and I think it's what you figured out the hours. I remember you had figured out the hours yeah. that it was yeah, the most I, the numbers, but we've equivalently been in like a two and a half year long relationship. So, okay. Now this is not a shady question. I was actually <laughs> thinking of this for real. Um, Christy Mangela wants to know, you were asked this question at the beginning of the season of right. the, would you want to win and be hated or love, uh, be loved and lose? And, lost, lose. And, and, and lose. Do you feel any and differently I, about that answer now? <laughs> I remember my response. Um, and it's ironic that Christy is the woman who asked this because uh -huh. Christy gave me a lot of trouble inside the house. Uh -huh. um, so growing up when I would play sports, especially football, I'm a very competitive, aggressive uh, person. Um, on the field, it's, right. there's a light switch. Hey, on the field, you can be my best friend, but I'm still going to try and beat you. You are, mm -hmm. you are my opponent, and I don't care what I have to do. I came here to win. I'm a fighter. I'm a competitor. Off the field, I'm the nicest guy over me. I'll go out and get beers with you. I'll have fun with you. You'll be my best friend. Uh, but there's two different sides. In theory, you know, it's, it's weird because it's like I thought of when I answered that question, I was thinking more of off the field. You know, I'm just living in a house. But here's what a lot of people don't realize is as you watch us, you're not only watching us live, you're mm. watching us compete for 100 days. Right. So as much as you feel like you're just watching us be us, there is that there's truth to that. Um, however, you're also watching me in a competitive mindset for 100 days. Right. You're not seeing me just live an average everyday life. You're not seeing me in my normal temperament, my normal headspace with a normal everyday lifestyle. You're watching me compete for a hundred days. And I know in that mode, I wouldn't like me as a competitor. If I was going yeah. up against me, I wouldn't like me because of my temperament and my aggressiveness on the field. Yeah. So when I answered that question, I didn't really take into consideration all the aspects of the game because you don't realize what all goes into it until you live in this house. Right. You think as a viewer that you know what you're getting yourself into and that you could do it and you understand everything about the environment. You have no idea until you live it. Right. So in hindsight, I would have answered differently. But going into that question with Jeff, when he asked me, it's very naive and easy to say, yeah, I'd rather love and be lost or lose right. and be loved because – you forget about the fact that you're not just living in a house for a hundred days, you're competing for a hundred days. Right. You know what I mean? And there's two very different sides to me. There's a competitor side and a normal side. Right. I want to actually, I want to get into, obviously we have like, we do have a few of the questions that I, I know fans want to hear you address or talk about. So I want to get into one of them right off the bat for, I think the people that may not uh, know the answer to this, but one of the things was the um, comments towards Jessica and specifically yes, yes, the um, going back to Mexico yep, uh, comment sure for Jessica. So what, so I mean, I'll let you explain. Go ahead and answer, because there's two things about Jessica that I want to address. First mm -hmm. off, her and I are very close, and I have mm -hmm. nothing but the utmost respect for her. And on the feeds, I've openly talked about how much I respect for her for being a plus-size model. Um, when I was younger, I got bullied for being overweight, and I think I took the easy way out by conforming to the bullying and getting in shape. Right. I think it's significantly harder and more respectable to stay true to yourself, know your place and, and, and know your, your way in life. And this is who I am. I'm, you know, kind of screw the haters. If you want to call me fat, I'm still going to be me. Right. And she took it and went against all the odds. She didn't conform to anyone. 
So I want to get that out there because we openly talked about that in the house. Mm-hmm. The first comment when I said I'd send David and Jessica back to Mexico, we are not allowed to talk about production in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was things that we would reference in code in order to kind of skirt around the rules. So, for instance, we aren't allowed to talk about our diary room sessions. Right. We would often hypothetically talk about, oh, this one time in the Dominican Republic, the DR or Punta Cana, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a friend about this. So we could tell each other things we we're saying in the diary room right. without getting caught. Well, our code word for the sequester hotel that we were sequestered in prior to this mm-hmm. was Mexico. Right. So throughout the season, you would hear us say, oh, you know, I watched this movie in Mexico or one time in Mexico, I did this. Right. So I was saying I would send David and Jessica back to Mexico, saying I would evict them and send them back to the sequester hotel. In the house, none of us really thought, wow, this might be a bad reference. You know what I mean? Um, But in the moment, it never even crossed my mind because I was referencing the sequester hotel. And when you get evicted, that's where you go. You get sequestered. So that I was saying I would send David and Jessica because David had just gotten back from sequester. Right. Saying I said, David and Jessica, send them back to Mexico, meaning I will evict them right now. Right. Kind of thing. No, I and I heard that and then that made sense to me. So I wanted to give you the chance to, you know, let people know that. But let me ask um, another question, because a, a lot of people asked this earlier. I'm going to take it from Jill. Um Did you target, let's say, Jessica or the girls in the game because it had gotten back to you that she was going against the guys in the game? Like, do you feel that that you felt like that was a threat to your game? I never targeted anyone because of gender or race or anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. However, I knew that Jessica, she openly said on multiple occasions she wanted an all-women's alliance. She wanted to get guys out of the house. When When Nick was on the block, Jessica was talking to Nicole and said to Nicole, the last, she goes, most importantly, why we need to evict Nick, he's a man. So I knew she was going after guys simply for being guys. And if it came down to Holly and I, she would have gone after me over Holly first. She's openly said it. She wanted guys out of the house. Right. So I never wanted to bring gender into it. I don't think it matters. We're 15 competitors. There's eight guys, eight girls. We're all equals. Let's duke it out. Let's Mm -hmm. fight. But I knew in her mind, I would have been higher up on her list of targets because of my gender. However, at no point did I think I need to get X, Y, or Z out of the house because of their gender. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. Do do you see like how how fans feel like because it was the people of color or because it was the old guy that that it could so like, what I, do you say to that when people I say that totally see it so watching these episodes back right it never dawned on me in the house because i'm it, truly day 99 the last day when julie brought it up was the first time race ever came into mind mm-hmm. um and my facial expression kind of shows that yeah um but watching this season back you know seeing kimmy Ovi and David sitting on the couch, isolated in their uniforms. I'm like, wow, that does not look good. I right. totally understand where they're coming from. I totally understand where viewers are seeing this and could create a bias out of it. Right. And it is not a good look. Mm-hmm. However, it truly had nothing to do with the decisions that I made. I nominated the three people that also volunteered. And then I or banished the three people that also volunteered. And then right. I banished Kimmy because she didn't campaign to stay. Right. And the way I saw it was, Hey, if you're not even going to try to stay, why should I scratch your back? If you ain't even going to try and fight to be in here. So right. bam, fill the seat with her. Right. But it didn't dawn on me until Julie brought it up. Oh, wow. It was the three, you know, people of ethnicities and right. the older gentleman that right. never crossed my mind. Well, I have to say, there are definitely a lot, I'm going to call them like the bro dudes, who were on your side this season, Jackson, who felt like, you know, like, you were their guy, you were their player, and as a matter of fact, Jackson, I have another video question from one of them right now, so here we go. What's up, bro? What's up, Mickey? Uh, Mine's not even a uh, question, I just want to let you know that, you know, from one player guy to another... You were my favorite all season. You're my favorite, bro. And I don't understand why that girl Nicole got AFP. You deserved it, bro. You the man. 
<laughs> so, I mean, there you go. I mean, this guy is obviously a little bit upset that um, you didn't win America's Favorite Player oh, and had yeah. your back. Good. Um, what do you say to the people? <laughs> what, what do you want to say? To, what do you want to say to him, I guess? So, dude, I'm sorry. Um, I had to do what I had to do. Right. Uh, that that actually, I, I completely forgot anything I was going to say. That is priceless. I hope you saved that because I'm going to ask you to send it to me after this. Um, so I can have that on my phone forever. I don't know. Those two videos are great. There might have uh, to be a release. I have to get them to sign first. What was it? You might. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He seems like he could be a, a tough nut to crack. Right. And I want to be mm-hmm. down to sign a release for you. But uh, right. But no. You know it, that I never really. Um, I never really saw things in the house from an outside point of view. I never took mm-hmm. a step back and looked at how things may be perceived. Right. Um, that's the beauty of this experience is that I am one of a hundred and maybe 200 people that have ever been given an opportunity to truly watch themselves for a hundred days from a camera and see themselves from a third point of view mm. and learn things about themselves and learn things that they need to change and learn things yeah. that they need to grow from. And that's the best thing that I've gotten from this game. Not the money, not Holly, but truly being able to learn so many things and areas of my life that I need to work on and being able to see myself from an angle other than my own two eyes. Right. It's, it's great because not many people can say that they have that opportunity, you yeah. know, and um, I get to see myself at my best and at my worst and I get to see myself for who I am. And although this is a different dynamic than real life, I still see the areas in which I need to change. And, you know, being your stereotypical Brad chatter thag mm-hmm. kind of gym bro dude, mm-hmm. I am that person in some ways, but at the same time, I'm very much not. Right. Um, but being able to see those angles and being able to put myself in other people's shoes and see those perspectives is definitely a great learning experience for me. Right. I mean, and I think that I think that's what we all or what I always hope comes out of the season for people. I mean, regardless of how people feel about you, like whether they think that uh, you were sincere or not sincere in things, I I felt like I believed that you were very shocked on finale night, that it really wasn't clear to you. Like, in other words, if you were a horrible person and you didn't care, winning $500,000, you would have been cheering coming out of that confetti. I literally, I almost wanted to tell Julie, just like, just keep, just keep the money. Just keep it. I, I, I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. So, I mean, so then to that point, like, like you said, you can learn, you can grow from this. I mean, obviously there, like we explained the Jessica comment, but then there was, so let's say the thing towards another Jessica comment that I want to address too. the eggs. Uh, Yes. The eggs. So we are given a week's worth of food and Mm -hmm. we have to ration it accordingly. Um, and there was an instance for a few days in a row where Jessica was without anyone really asking her, Jessica was making like a, a, a large egg scramble for the entire house, like a community egg scramble breakfast every morning kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? So she was using a lot of eggs for these egg scrambles, but the problem wasn't that she was cooking it. The problem was that no one was eating it. So it's like she was cooking this large egg scramble for the house, but then I would sit there for four or five hours just seeing all these eggs sit on the stove and then get thrown away. Mm-hmm. And Jack was like, hey, do we have any eggs? I was like, yeah, we have some eggs, but not enough. And you can hear in the audio, I say, not enough for a Jessica-sized portion, right. but a Jessica-sized portion of egg scramble. Right. Because she was making this large egg scramble for the house, but it was getting wasted. Right. And I, it was getting just, just straight up getting wasted. Right. So when I said that, it had nothing to do with her or her size or right. her being a plus size model. It was the fact that this large amount of eggs was going into food that wasn't being consumed. Right. And I mean, Jackson, we have learned one thing watching the show. We don't screw with Jackson's food or Jackson's yep. watermelons. Yeah. Or, or Holly. Or Holly, yes. Um, so, so let me ask you this, because I mean, speaking of food, I don't, I honestly don't know if you are allowed to comment on. I mean, you're allowed to, I guess, if you want. But obviously, I'm sure that you heard one of the, you know, things that fans were upset about during the season wow. was that they felt like you ate while you were a have not. Right, um, and I, so- the only food that I ever consumed while on slop was slop. I would make it in different forms. I'd make shakes. Um, I'd make oatmeal. We would make like slop nuggets and things right. like that. 
But I, they didn't show it on the episode, and I don't know if the feeds were on when Cliff made his selection or not. But the people he selected, we volunteered to be have-nots. Right. We didn't just randomly pick them. So I volunteered to be a have-not. Um, I wanted to experience it. I wanted to get the full Big Brother experience, add it to my resume of things. Right. But at no point ever did I eat anything other than slop. I was cranky. I was an asshole for a week. I sucked. I hated myself on slop. It was terrible. But I never cheated or wavered from that. Okay, so I mean, like, uh, like what? What do you say then to the people that like are posting video of it, <laughs> like right. who so are posting a video? I mean, there's of... times, like in real life, there's times I'll take the coffee into the shower, right. or I will make Jake's and drink in the shower, or whatever it might be. But I never consumed anything other than slop. Or I might have like a shower beer, you know uh-huh. what I mean? If I'm about to go out that night, take a cold beer to the shower. Some right. people might think it's weird. People might dog me for it, but I'll start my morning off. I'll have a cup of coffee in the shower. And just kind of relax. Like there, but there was nothing I ever consumed other than slop. Perfect. That's my point. That the only thing I did eat and drink that entire week was slop. And slop isn't even that bad. It's it's oatmeal with protein powder. It's not that it tastes gross. It's the the fact that you're watching people eat other food. Right. And you can't. Yeah. That's what sucks about it. Right. Um, uh, I saw a good question um, from, I believe it was um, Lost and King Cruised is uh, wanted to know, was there anything like game wise that you wish you would have done differently? Specifically, anybody you wish you would have worked with that you didn't in the game? Um, honestly, I, I can't say that there is. I... Um... I, I, everything that happened got me to the final two. Mm -hmm. Um, and as much as there's things on a personal level, I wish I would have done differently or not done or not said ultimately big brother, you could have 16 people in the house play a thousand times and you can get a thousand different outcomes. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, there's really no way of saying if I did it all over again, that I would even make it past week one. So ultimately on a strategic level, everything as much as it is strategic, there's also a lot of luck involved too right, to get yeah. to finals. Um, and I can't say that I would do anything different. I played a very high risk, high reward game. Mm-hmm. Um, my strategy was always to keep bigger targets in the house. And it was very risky because if you keep them in there too long, then they might come after you, AKA Christy trying to keep her in there as long as possible until the absolute last second is mm-hmm. risky because if her or Tommy would have won the double, I would have gone home. Right. But luckily, it worked out in my favor. So I can't say I would do anything on a strategic level any any differently. Um, it's Carly Wade said, you mentioned that you watched the whole entire season back. Was there anything that surprised you that you didn't know was going on uh, while you were in the game? Um, Christy really was coming after me a lot sooner than I realized. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was always suspicious of her, it it really surprised me how she was able to lie so well to lots of people in the house. And there was a lot of things that you don't see on the episode. She was playing both sides very well. Um, but I have a lot of frustrations with the edit um, and not necessarily my edit, but Holly. And I almost don't even want to say Holly's edit. It's almost a lack thereof. She's not given nearly enough credit for the things that she did in the house and the things that happened in that house, Um, especially the first half of the season. Uh, Yes, she did play a low-key game intentionally, but there's a lot of times where her and I would be having conversations, and it only shows me. There's a lot of times during her HOH that her and I, I was the only one in the house that was not telling her what to do. Mm -hmm. She was bouncing ideas off of me only when, you know, she needed to. And I told her, I was like, look, this is your HOH. You do what you want to. I'm going to support you. I've got your back. But it makes it seem like I'm just pounding ideas into her head and forcing her to do my dirty work right. and that she's just sort of a, a yes, sir figure. Holly's one of the strongest, most independent women I've ever met, and she's not about to sit there and let somebody tell her what to do and what to say. So it's frustrating in that sense. But um, other than that, uh, everything adds up pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it it. it it was interesting watching it back because, you know, Bella was running her mouth a lot more than I realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was playing hard. I didn't know she was playing that hard. But Christy truly was. She was she's very, very good at manipulation. Yeah. And she's a good liar. The girl can lie when she needs to. And she's uh, she can pull the wool over your eyes pretty quick. 
I may have gotten you in trouble with Christy. <laughs> she okay. did not know about the sipping tea and the cheering uh, until I told her. <laughs> okay. So if she yells at you, that is my fault. Um, I want to take it's this. It's all good. I'm not going to lie. I told her. I, she was my white whale. And I, we, t- we hung out outside of the house. We talked about it. She was gunning for me. I was gunning for her. And that night, I was so thrilled to see her get evicted because I knew if it was, it was going to be one of us two, mm. either her or me. And we were gunning after each other for weeks building yep. up to that. So um, her and I can laugh about it now because it's all in good fun. It was a game. Right. We played each other. We have mutual respect for each other's games. Um, but it's funny because I, I guess she didn't realize that I was getting a lot of pleasure out of her eviction. <laughs> right. Um, Kel McFour wants to know, what was going through your head when Cliff threatened his jury votes? Or do Ooh, you feel like he threatened man. his jury votes? So that for me, we were having a conversation and I was all ears. I was listening to him. I was hearing him out. Mm -hmm. And then he said that and I immediately got stone cold Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was livid on the inside. I love Cliff, but that last week or two that he was in the house, I think he was getting very exhausted. I think physically, mentally, emotionally, he was drained and he was making a lot of hasty deals and he was getting reckless with the decisions he made. And that was very out of character for him to do that. Um, And it pissed me off more than anything. But I also was not about to sit there. That truly was what made me even more certain that I wanted to evict him because I'm not about to sit there. Mm. Again, I was bullied as a kid. I was like, I'm not fixing to let this guy push me into a corner and strong arm me into making a decision. So even though I was going to evict him, I was still kind of like hesitant. I was feeling bad about it, kind of going back and forth my mind, weighing out the pros and cons of keeping Holly or keeping Cliff. Mm-hmm. When he said that, there was no question in my mind. All right, see you, Cliff, you got to go. Because I was like, you're not going to sit here and right. threaten me with, with jury votes and threaten my game. Although I knew it was uh, he was bluffing, and I know that on a personal level, him and I are great. We are seriously, he's one of the best guys I've ever met. Right. But in that moment, I was I was very, very disappointed in him because I was like, that's not the Cliff Hogg that I've seen play this game for the past 75 days. This is this is a different Cliff that's getting a little reckless. Right. I I mean, like I said, we watched you all season long, like uh, we would do daily live feed update shows on on the TV Co app, which is amazing. And you guys can go back and watch those there anytime you want. Um, and uh, we got to see a lot of these different dynamics with all of you. And then it's fun to watch you guys when you come out of the house. House and and seeing how you are in the real world. Now, one of the moments right. that happened for Nicole in the real world was um, she went on Watch What Happens Live and she had to do um, Mary Shag Kill. Andy Cohen asked her, like, Mary Shag Kill. And yesterday I thought, that's a fun, we had Kat on. I was like, let's play it with Kat. Kat got mad at me and said, I have to play it with you. instead now jackson i'll tell you right now we changed the game a little bit for you okay okay uh we're calling the game stool marry kill oh no okay so uh your choices are uh holly cat and nicole okay oh wow that's a tough one oh it is a tough one Uh, isn't it You have to marry Holly. This isn't that hard. Do you need me to help I you? you ha- marry, I know, I know, I know that one. That's the easy one. Right. That's okay. the easy one. But now it's okay because I don't want to kill Nicole, obviously. Right. But I also like she's like my sister, so that's a little weird. Right. Will it help you if I told so, you? Okay, that- let's do this. I would say marry Holly. Okay. That's that's a given. Uh-huh. Um. I would say kill Nicole because on a strategic level, she easily could have beaten me in the final two. Okay. She easily could have beaten me in the final two. And that's the only way. That's right. the only reason why. Right. Um, and then that leaves Kat into the other equation. So there's okay. really no good answer. This is a, a hole that I have just been planted in. It's you a loaded were, question. No, no. no. Uh, I think that you answered that brilliantly. Now, I forget. Maybe chat. Can, well, I honestly can't see chat. Spoiler alert, chat. I can't see you. Um, uh, but I feel like Kat went with kill you, but I might be wrong. I, I could see that. I would expect yeah. that. If I was a betting man, I'd put money on the fact that she would say kill me. Because um, uh, we have a very, we have a very love-hate brother-sister relationship. She's... We, we bicker like siblings, and then we make up, and we're best friends, and then right. we will bicker again, make up, and best friends. But um, 
Kat is also very, she can go from, I hate him, I want to kill him, to he's my best friend, I love him to death. Literally on the episode, she's like, it sucks because the person I hate most in this house is also the person I trust most in right. this house. It's like, she's very all over the place. She's a roller coaster. You never know what's going to come out of her mouth. Right. Um, she's up, down, everything in between. So I could see her definitely saying, kill me. Uh, maybe 420 said, on finale night, uh, we watched you um, hugging your mom. We heard you talking all season about how much your mom meant to you. How is, uh, how is your mom doing? Um, she's doing well. I am trying to tell her to stay off Twitter, stay off social media. It's just not worth it. Um, someone came up with this wild rumor that she was, uh, she was going to sue CBS. Oh, I was going to ask you that next. So do, yeah, yes. Yeah, which blows my mind because we ain't got the money to sue CBS. If we had the money to sue CBS, I wouldn't have even been on the show. Um, and we sure as hell know better than to go toe-to-toe with CBS in court. Um, but... She's very much the kind of woman who's raised me. If you make a mistake, you got to deal with it. This mm-hmm. is your life. This ain't mine. I mean, from the moment that I was 18, I was an adult. She's like, if you get yourself into some trouble, you're on your own here, bud. Like you, you dig your own holes. You got to mm-hmm. dig yourself out. You make your bed, you got to lay in it. So um, she's supportive. She loves me to death. But at the same time, she's not a coddler. Right. Um, I'm a mama's boy, but also the exact opposite of it. She's very, um, stern and she will put me in my place and she will not baby me at all. Um, I love her to death and I want to make her happy and I want to make her proud, but she's not the kind of person to, Oh, you know, poor little baby, this and that she's, Hey, you got to deal with it. You know what I mean? You, you make mistakes in life. You gotta, you gotta own your shit and you gotta move on and you gotta, you gotta deal with it yourself. You're a grown man. So, right. you know, learn from it. She's always said, you know, make a mistake you learn from it just don't make it again right um so she's she's very supportive but at the same time she's also like hey you know you went on this show i didn't you Mm -hmm. said these things and did these things i didn't you can get yourself out of them i can't so so let's talk about another let's talk about another one because i want to give you the chance to address it and say what you want i think a, a lot of people were upset about like the comments uh towards kemi i think it was like i want a mule kicker I think is what it was. No, that was that was David. That oh was, well, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I that mean, David. okay. And I'll be happy to explain this one too. Go ahead. So I have said it on other podcasts. I take full responsibility for everything I said or did. Mm-hmm. I take full responsibility for everything I said or did, and I apologize wholeheartedly to both David, Kimmy, Ovi, and everyone that I was aggressive to, and for the things that I have said um, out of anger and frustration. Right. Um, the mule kick. Well, I think. Quote, unquote, I think I said about David, I wanted to mule kick that motherfucker's teeth in, I think is what I said. Okay. Um, <laughs> and when he was, when he came back into the house, mm-hmm. the he has no idea of my past. He right. does not know. He doesn't know the past year and a half of my life has been the hardest year and a half of my life. And I've been at the lowest points right before coming into the show. Mm-hmm. And the whole Beth from Montana, he was going around the room saying, because he remembered everyone from yes. the other day. He goes, oh, that's Beth from Montana. That's where that came from. But then he looks at me right. and he goes, oh, you're that kid who read some book and decided to do something different and move to L.A. Having no idea the reasons why I ever moved to Los Angeles or what I've gone through just immediately con- in a very condescending way, mm-hmm. backhandedly said that, that pissed me off. But what really drove me to that level of frustration, and I don't know if they ever caught this on the feeds because the feeds don't show every room. Right. But I have – or I had a cousin – who had Down syndrome and autism. Mm -hmm. She had both. Um, She was 17 when she passed away, and she had leukemia three times. She beat it twice and Mm -hmm. died of leukemia at the age of 17 after her third bout of cancer. David, on numerous occasions in the house, said retard. Mm -hmm. And that's a trigger word for a lot of people, but me especially. And the pain and suffering that my family has gone through that, that word hits home. And after hearing that he had said it on multiple occasions, it, it truly made my blood boil more than anything. And that is where the frustration from that statement Mm -hmm. came from. Is it in any way excusing what I said and making it acceptable? Absolutely not. Again, I apologize for everything that I had said, especially that statement because it was wrong, but it was not for no reason. It wasn't just because he was black or just because he came back into the house or just because I'm an asshole. There was a lot of 
things that went into that level of frustration. Right. Have, I guess I think what a lot of people want to know is, have you had time to talk to them? Like, have you had one-on-one conversations with people like Kemi or David or Ovi about the things that happened in the house? Ovi and I, Ovi and I um, actually got dinner with his girlfriend in Holly when I was in Knoxville. Okay. Um, And Holly and I have been going all over the place, but I wanted, before I apologize to Kimmy and David on a personal level, I wanted to watch everything. Holly and I just finished the last episode. I wanted to see everything from start to finish. Like Kimmy said, I, mm-hmm. I think it's only fair mm-hmm. to apologize when you know what you're apologizing for. Right. And I couldn't more. That's why I was, I was never briefed on finale night with anything that I was being accused of. I had no idea what was oh, really? being said. We've not, we are not told anything from the outside world in the house. So I'm sitting oh, yeah. there expecting to hear, I've seen the show before. Jury questions mm-hmm. are always tough. Pre-jury questions are always tough. They, they're they're going to ask things about strategies or why I lied about this, or I was in the alliance with this person or why I went back on my deal with this. And then I got hit with being a misogynist and a racist and having no idea where either of these two claims and both of which are very serious to me mm-hmm. are coming from. Um, so, I haven't because I just finished watching the show. I also want to be able to go back and watch all the live feeds, all the footage, all the montages, the YouTube clips. I want to know everything that came out of my mouth and where I went wrong in this house and the things that I need to fix so I can make a proper apology to both David and Kimmy. But I have spoken with Obi on a personal level and I tried to apologize to David on finale night. Um, you'll see it on the episode. I tried to give him a hug. He just kind of pushes me off. And, um, I also know that I'm just giving them a little time and space to kind of, again, let emotions settle for everyone involved in the right. show. Um, tensions were high, and Finale and I brought out a lot of emotions. And, um, you know, it, it's time heals all. And I've also, on a lot of podcasts, tried to apologize and make it clear that I am sincerely sorry for the things that I said. Um, but there's also, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it rather than just me being an, an asshole from the South. If that makes right. sense. No, that could, yes, that definitely makes sense. I, I, I think that that is the best thing that you can do. I mean, that is what I've been saying a lot is that we can not, or I should, speaking for myself, like you can be upset with things that people have done in the game, but I give you a lot of credit for coming out and apologizing and saying that you want to find out what you did wrong so that you can actually take steps to better yourself. Yeah. And I think that I personally, think everyone deserves a second chance now granted they weren't directed towards me so right. it's different for me but that's just how yeah. i would want to be right you know I, I i'm the first one to admit when i'm wrong or when i have messed up or when there's things that i need to fix and there's obviously a lot of things that i'm learning about myself each and every day i, I was 23 i turned 24 six days before moving into the house mm-hmm. Um, moved in on June 19th. My birthday's on June 13th. I'm a fresh 24 year old. I have a lot right. of life left to live. And as much as I'm more mature than my age, there's also times when I'm very much a 24 year old right. and I'm very immature for my age in some instances. And there's a lot of learning that I have left to do. And this opportunity has given me a chance to learn so much more about myself than I ever could have imagined. Right. Um, so everything good and bad happens for a reason and everything good and bad from this show will help grow and develop me into someone that will be better than I was walking into the house. I think, like, if you if you ever play again, and I think there is a great chance that you could play again. I think we'll you, see. I think you have to decide if you would be the villain or not the villain because you did so many things. Which again, I feel like if it wasn't that, you know. If, if it was someone else doing it, I think fans would have been right. so behind it. So, like, for example, Taco Tuesday, we love fun feeds. I think the people that are watching right now or that watch our shows, we like when the feeds are exciting. We like that when the feeds oh, are yeah. interesting. So I for like, you, I, I like... like drama. I, I came here to play Big Brother, and I said it from day one. I was like, I do not want to, you know, just sit on my ass and watch people. I came here to stir the pot and make moves and, 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 and strategize and, and play the game. Right. So, I mean, we liked watching, you know, you got to like pushing Christy to a little bit. That was I'm another sip tea. I'm up, I'm edging Nick up. I'm uh-huh. like, hey, this needs to happen. A lot of, a lot of people like it. I saw um, people asking in the chat uh, saying, since you watched the show back, what was your reaction when uh, you heard Nicole tell you to F yourself in the DR? She literally said F yourself. You're allowed yep. to curse yep. here. <laughs> yeah. 
So I will say this. If I would have said that about Nicole, uh-huh. it would have rained fire. Um, so there's, you know, as much as there is a bias towards everyone, there's, there's very, there's double-edged swords towards everyone. I personally, I love it. I like good heat. I like intensity. I like aggressiveness. I like hard game players. I like people who stand up for themselves, tell it like it is. If you don't like me, tell me you don't like me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I would rather have someone be genuine and authentic with me rather than being fake and kiss my ass. You know what I mean? So to hear Nicole say that and see that fire come out Mm -hmm. of her. Loved it. I loved it. Uh, um, go ahead. No, keep going. Okay. I'm just, I feel so bad. Like, I think a lot of people get confused when they come to this show because they think that it's all about dissecting your game. And I can't be any clearer that these shows are about your fans asking right. questions to you. So I apologize. I mean, there's no way we're getting to all of your questions. It's already almost oh, like yeah. 45 minutes. And I try and be fair about it. Like they really are a people just grabbing them randomly, but I do want to take this one. Um, Oh God. Now I just lost it. It was about Nick's. Oh, got it. McNugget uh, BB 21 thoughts on Nick's campaigning. Did you ever believe any of it? Um, I did. Nick is a good campaigner. However, his campaign was based on, him willing to win competitions for us and throw mm-hmm. competition to us and not in an arrogant way, but Holly and I don't need someone to win or throw competitions to us. There's also no way of guaranteeing you will be able to win a competition. You don't know what competition is coming out next. You know what I mean? And as honest and open and transparent Nick as Nick is his campaign to me was almost validation it was all reasons as to why he should win half a million Mm -hmm. which in my mind equates as this is all the reasons why you should be evicted you know what i mean his reasons for staying in the house were very valid reasons but it also showed how good of a gamer he was so it's like you know i believe you but everything you're telling me is a reason why i would hand you half a million at the end of the day and you're good at comp so yeah. at any given point, if you decide to change your mind and flip on us, we might be up a creek without a paddle. So it's like you're telling me all these things, but it's only solidifying the reasons why you should go over Christie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, um, Nickette wants to know if Nicole and Cliff uh, had evicted Holly in the final three, if they, if she, they had evicted Holly, so the final three would have been Cliff and Tommy with you, who would you have picked or, for or, the final two? If it would have been me, Cliff, and Tommy? Correct. If it would have been you, Cliff, and Tommy, I think is the point she was asking. You, Cliff, and Tommy, and you got to pick who you wanted to go to the final two with you. I would choose Cliff. I would choose Cliff. You would have chose Um, Cliff. On a very personal level, I love Cliff. We're very similar to each other in a lot of ways. We think very similarly, and I said it in the DR. I don't know if they – I don't think they aired it. But if I was not sitting next to Holly, I wanted to be sitting next to Cliff. And if I was going to lose half a million dollars, I wanted to be to Cliff. I think he played a hell of a game. I think he deserved to be there. I think Tommy did too. Don't let me mm-hmm. get this misconstrued to saying Tommy didn't earn it or didn't deserve it. Right. He did. But um, I just – if I was going to go toe-to-toe with anybody and it wasn't Holly or Nicole, then I'd want it to be Cliff. I have a very serious question from Heather Hampshire who wants to okay. know – how is Jackson surviving now that watermelon is out of season? It's never out of season. You can always find some watermelon. You just got to look in the right places. Uh, but you, you, especially in California, that's a great thing about living in Los Angeles mm-hmm. is the, the temperature. And, you know, a lot of watermelons come from Mexico. So it's right next to L.A. So there's always watermelons. And, yes, the supply is getting low. It might have had something to do with me living in Los Angeles. They're starting right. to run out of stock. But there's still plenty out there. We're, we're still getting them. Um, Tina Potet says, um, on the feeds, we heard you a lot talking about going somewhere when you were leaving the house. Can you, uh, okay. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um, well, I, I did want to go home and visit Nashville, which I did. Right. Um, and went to my old college stomping grounds in Nashville, Mm -hmm. which I did. Holly and I are going to Disney World. We're also going to Bora Bora. I think we're going to try and do that for her birthday in uh, January. Okay. Um, but Holly and I have a, a deal that we have to take a trip, at least one trip per year, every year. And the location has to be the exact opposite location as the one before it. So it's like, if we go somewhere tropical, 
this first trip, we got to go somewhere cold the next trip. And then we got to go somewhere warm and somewhere cold. So it's the opposite of each other. Um, cause both of us love to travel. Um, so we, uh, we were very much looking forward to that, but that might've been what she was referencing, like maybe our trip plans or something like that. Um, and we've already knocked off quite a few. We went to Vegas. We went to my parents' house. Um, we got to go to Wyoming next. And uh, we went to Calgary for an event. So we're making our rounds. And, you know, maybe if uh, the Amazing Race wants to put us up there, we can travel even more. And we can compete a little more. So if they're listening and they want to throw a couple up there, then Holly and I would be happy to do it. Um, so you would do, obviously, if you did Amazing Race, you would do it with, uh, you would want to do it with Holly. Oh, yeah. Would you ever do Survivor? Absolutely. I love Survivor. I would 1000% love this. I like to compete. I like to challenge myself. Yes, there's no kitchen. Yes, there's no watermelon. I, I would love the challenge of it. It's not for 99 days. Mm-hmm. It's for what? 30? Right. 39? 30. Is it 39? No. God, Survivor's the one that I don't really love. Even though we're covering it on TV Co. every Thursday right. night, everyone. We are live uh, covering it for you guys on TV Co. Um, yeah. I, I forget how many days like it is. To, I like um, I like challenges. I like to compete. I like to fight. And um, you know, survivors. It's it's a challenge for sure. I'd love to do it. All right. And there's always one more part of this question that I ask everyone, and you might have to whisper your answer. Would you okay. want to do the challenge? Yeah, <laughs> I know um, Holly's opinion of the challenge. Don't make uh, her hate but, me. I have to see her tomorrow, Jackson. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Uh, she's with me, and. Uh, she, she, I know myself and I know that if I did the challenge, I haven't even actually watched the challenge. Right. Um, I just have a lot of people telling me that I should do it. And on a competitor level, I'm seeing clips and segments of the competitions and they are right up my alley. They are very aggressive. They are very intense. I have no idea about the other half, which is the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very disciplined in that area, especially if I'm in a relationship, there's no part of me that would ever waver or be unfaithful. I've never cheated. I've been cheated on a lot in my life on numerous occasions and numerous relationships could never do that to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so would I do it, I would be down to for the competition aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the social life would not really be a part a factor for me. I wouldn't really care so much about it. I actually want to touch on that on one more serious thing. Our last serious thing that we'll touch yeah. on for the point of this show, because now you said you watched it back. So you saw those segments with you and um, Holly arguing yeah. um, in the house. What did, you know, you take away from it watching that kind of be played so out for all of us? The way it was edited, they lacked, there was the whole season, there was a lot of, um, not necessarily reluctancy, but sort of hesitance from Holly on whether or not, you know, she wanted to be with me. I'm younger than her. You know, the image that it might perceive inside of this house, what people might say outside of this house. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of back and forth and we weren't able, again, her and I were never at any point able to explain triggers for us or right. explain things from our past that hit home or explain why we have the internal scars that we have. Right. For me, her, I know this was not how it intended for her, but her hesitancy and going back and forth the entire season on whether or not she kind of wanted to be with me. It was for me, it felt like I wasn't good enough for her and that I was an embarrassment to her and that she was embarrassed to be with me. Mm-hmm. That's not how she meant it, but that's how I took it because of my past. But she didn't understand that because I didn't want to talk about it and have the entire country hear about my past relationships. Right. So there was a long conversation the night before for about an hour in the HOH bedroom. And she once again sort of brought up some of her concerns about outside of the house and the opinions of people, et cetera. And it got to the point after hearing these conversations so many times over the past 80 days at that point, it was like, you know what? I'm going to give you some space. I want you to think about whatever you want to do, but I just want you to be happy. That was what I'd always tell her throughout the season. No matter whether it is with me or not, I just want you to be happy. You deserve to be happy. Right. So the next morning, in my mind, I'm just giving her space to mm-hmm. just think about things. In her mind, based on her past relationships, which we, again, couldn't discuss, right. I was giving her a cold shoulder and abandoning her and turning my back on her. Mm-hmm. So she got offended because she was like, why are you quitting on me? You're being an asshole. In my mind, I'm sitting there like, I'm just trying to let you mull things over and think about things. I'm not – I'm just trying to give you space. Right. So, again, because we couldn't discuss certain things, that, right. that's the whole source of this fight. So then she comes over to the couch and she was, you know, the, the, I think at that point she'd come over and she said some things to me. And after she got up from the couch, she walked away and said a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And that was a big trigger for me. Right. 
I've been in physically and verbally abusive relationships in the past and I've been on the receiving end of it and it, it's a, it hits home for me a lot. Right. So as much as she didn't mean the things that she said and she didn't mean it the way it came out, it hit hard. And that's what made me shut down. I'm very quick because of how many times I've been hurt in life to just Mm -hmm. shut things off and cut people out of my life. And I'm learning that I need, especially with women in my life and especially Holly, I need to be more sensitive. I need to be more affectionate. I need to be more sympathetic. I need to um, be more understanding and more compassionate. I'm a very intense person. I'm very aggressive, especially being raised in the South. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. it's not very common for me to allow myself to feel those certain emotions. Right. Um, I, it was 86 days before I shed a tear in the house. You know what I mean? I'm not a crier. I'm not very sensitive and emotional. Um, and I need to work on that. It's okay to feel things. It's okay to show compassion. You don't have to be a brick wall all the time. It's okay to have a softer side. Right. I I think that's in in all honesty, that's where I was going to kind of question you to see if we were going to get there. I I, I think that's what I was hoping that you were going to say is that you needed to kind of that you got those realizations from watching that. So I think it's great that you um, realize that. However, what? Go ahead. I said, oh, absolutely. I was agreeing with you. Now. I do have to say, this is going to be a little awkward, Jackson, because I know that Holly is with you. As I said again, I put out questions for videos and blah, 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 blah. Um, you get. I did, there is this this next one, which I think might make you question your relationship with Holly. So let's roll the tape. So like, oh my God, I am like your biggest fan. Like I have this watermelon shirt just for you, Mickey, because I love you. And my question is like, are you still with Holly? And if not, Uh, would you date me? Oh my God, like this is crazy. I love you so much. So yeah, I mean, are things still good with you and Holly? Or do you? They were, but after seeing that girl, I might have to reconsider. She caught my eye, that watermelon shirt, that, uh... Right. Hook, line, sinker had me at hello. So, sorry, Halls. But um, I might have to pull the trigger and pull the plug on us and and, and, and leave you for, for little Miss Watermelon because she's a cutie. She's a she cutie. Was. She's good. Um, Jackson, I actually want to give you full screen to say whatever it is you want to say to all of your fans that are here watching tonight. Uh, but first, let me just remind everybody to make sure that you thumbs up and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. Hit the bell, leave a comment below. Um, so that we know that you will be alerted every time we post something. Same thing with a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes or wherever you guys are listening on podcasts. Technically, iTunes is no longer a thing anymore. But you guys doing that on social media, of course, it's great when you watch and comment on our website. That's probably the most helpful. Um, But wherever you guys are doing it, sharing our content, putting it in places where people might not see it, telling your friends about it, It is such a great and helpful way for you guys to support the show completely for free. So we really appreciate when you guys do that. Of course, if you've missed any of these shows back, you can watch them back at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb21. Um, The shows with the past house guests like Cliff, Nicole, um, Kemi, uh, oh gosh, and so many of them, they're all there. (laughs) Just go take a look. Not just for this season of Big Brother, but like the last 10, 15 seasons. We've been covering it for forever, but all the house interviews are over there. Of course, you can get the flashback times for this season and probably the last four seasons, see where you ranked in the trash draft and more over on the website, as well as all of our other shows that we're covering. Um, Amazing Race, Survivor, Bravo, The Challenge, RuPaul's Drag Race. So check out our website after this if you have some free time. Of course, like I said, make sure that you are following us on You Now. It is where we go live with these house guest shows and every single day um, over there. It is completely free to fan us and get alerted there when we are live. Same thing with TV Co., which is where we do our uh, recap shows of things like Survivor, Amazing Race, um, Drag Race, all of those. So make sure that you're following us there too. Both completely free for you guys to follow us there and be alerted. Lastly, if you want to help financially support our shows, consider becoming a patron. 
yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. You get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways, weekly shows just for patrons, uh, John's cooking show, meal kit giveaways, of course, the after shows with the house guests each season, and more. Make sure that you guys uh, check that out. You could always do a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal, or if you have any Amazon shopping to do, yourrealityrecaps.com slash Amazon to start your shopping. You don't pay any more, and it really helps support our shows. So does following us on Instagram. You haven't done it yet, but it's fine because we have to hear what Jackson has to say. So make sure you do it after the show. But for now, Jackson, what do you want to say to all of our fans who are here to hear from you tonight? So first off, I want to say thank you for the support and uh, the love that each and every one of y'all has shown me. Um, I apologize and own up to everything that I've said that was out of anger and aggression that was inappropriate and condescending in any way, shape, or form. I made my bed, I gotta lay in it, and I have a lot of learning left to do. And I take full ownership for all of my flaws and all my wrongs. And there's no excuses for anything that I said or did in this house, good or bad. Uh, but what I can say is that I'm coming out of this experience better than I walked into it. Um, and a mistake once is a lesson learned, a mistake twice is a lesson lost. And I'm learning a lot about myself. And it's an opportunity for me to grow. Um, but at the same time, I've also come from a life where there's been a lot of moments where I felt like I was alone and I was by myself. And that's sort of what has calloused me into sort of the hard walls up individual that I am. And you'll see after the dust settles from this show that I'm going into the fitness and nutrition industry the way that I've always wanted to in the health industry to help individuals that feel like they are by themselves, that feel like they don't have anyone there in their corner. Um, if you feel like you're by yourself, seek help, talk to people, go look for you know someone to be an ear for you. You're never alone and I never want anyone to feel that way. Um, and I'm wanting to use this platform that I've been given to reaffirm that to everyone, that there is someone in your corner and that I can be in your corner. Um, so coming out of this, there's a lot of things that I want to do. I've had a very hectic, chaotic schedule and I haven't had a chance to start any of them, but in the next few weeks, the next few months, I'm hoping that y'all will be able to see who I am as an individual and the goals and aspirations that I have for not only myself, but for each and every one of you, because I want to be a positive influence in everyone's life and for my own life. And coming from what I've come from, I don't want anyone else to experience that by themselves. Um, so I'm here for you. There's always people out there that are willing to listen. Um, and I've come to learn the hard way. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be sympathetic. You don't have to be, um, you know, Mr. Do-It-All on your own. Um, you can get help from other people and it's okay. Um, so don't ever feel like you're alone. Um, I know I'm not, I've got a great, you know, close knit circle of friends and family and supporters and each and every one of you that have my back and I could not be more thankful. Um, so I love y'all. Thank you for the support. I appreciate it. And it means a lot. I love it. Okay, so last question um, for you. I always like to ask from our town. Is there one specific thing that you didn't know about yourself coming out of this Big Brother um, experience that you now know about yourself? So something you didn't know about yourself before you started that you now know about yourself when you came out of this experience? Um. I knew I was aggressive and I knew that um, I was abrasive and that I'm very uh, competitive. I didn't realize just how aggressive I was and I need to tone it down. I need to lower that, um, that intensity level. You don't have to be go, go, go constantly. Um, everything I do, I do full speed ahead. You can ask Holly or any one of my friends or family. Um, I'm Anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. Moderation's for cowards. Right. So it's like... As much as I live by that, I also need to realize it's okay to take a deep breath. It's okay to not be full tempo right. uh, guns. It's okay to not be that intense, in your face, aggressive, constantly competing. Right. And you know, a lot of people, they see me on the show and they think that's all I am in real life because they watch me live for a hundred days. That's not true. You've watched me compete for a hundred days. There's mm -hmm. a big difference between competitor me and real life me right um a lot of fun i'm easy going i'm laid back i like to you know, smile and laugh and make jokes on the field like i said at the beginning this on the field is very different than off the field 
Right. Um, and I'm hoping that people will give me a chance to get to know me off the field. Um, and, you know, and, and just, you know, ask for forgiveness when, when I need it and always admit my, always admit my wrongs. Well, I, I have to say you definitely have people out there who support you, Jackson, who do see that you are taking the steps and that, you know, to grow from this experience. So, Jackson, um, before you uh, get out of here, where do you want people to follow you on social media? I have your Instagram above your head, yep. but where do you want so, people to follow you? So, um, I nuked my Twitter a while ago. Mm-hmm. Zero intentions of getting it back. Uh, Twitter's nothing but toxicity, and I can find any news that's happening on Twitter. I can find it from the sources. So, right. follow me on Instagram um, at Jackson underscore Mickey, M-I-C-H-I-E. And um, any emails, DMs, messages, I do the best I can to reply to them. Uh, but I'm also swapped. I don't have an assistant, so I'm doing everything on my own. I don't have someone doing my messages for me. Um, every reply is a genuine reply. It's not copy and pasted. Um, so I do the best to respond to as many people as possible. But Instagram is the best place. And just for the people asking, you guys are working on a P.O. box, right? Right. Working on a P.O. box and working on meet and Working on both. Perfect. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us, Jackson. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate we'll it, man. See you guys later. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Thank y'all.